Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers-Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Today, our premier sponsor is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. One of our recurring segments here on the Gone Boss podcast is What Angie Hates. But today, we're talking about what Audia hates. Yes. And what Audia hates is, is everything. pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got to remember, Audia is five years old, just started kindergarten. She's a couple of months in. We just had our parent-teacher conference yep. with her. Where they said, she's great and amazing, and she never gives us any attitude, to which I said, well, that's great. She must save it all up for home. And she does. She so does. recently, what, uh, what, what has come from that little five-year-old's oh. mouth that has bothered you to no end? Well, I'll talk about two things that recently happened. So okay. she went to spend the night with her grandparents, and um, she had a great time. It was fabulous. And we picked her up, and we're like, we're going to go eat at a restaurant. And she's like, I don't want to go there. And like just pitched a fit. The restaurant we picked. Yes. She did not want to go. She's like, I hate it, which she likes it. She's just being a turd. So you were going back and forth with her a little bit. Yes. And I was like, end of story. We're going to this restaurant. I don't want to hear any more about it. And then she looks at me from the backseat of the car and goes, me, 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 <laughs> Like mocking me. And then I lost my mind. Yes. <laughs> I turned around. I'm like, you do not mock your mother. Yes. Had the scary mom voice. I did. I was like, no more talking until we get to the restaurant. Do not say another word. And she didn't. So that was good. And then, of course, we got to the restaurant, and she's totally fine. Oh, she loved it. She's like, this is great. She said she, at first, she was, she's like, I'm going to grow up and be a judge, and I'm going to give it one star. <laughs> yeah, she. that's a new thing with her. Uh, she wants to be a Yelp reviewer. Yes, yeah, she think, wants so. to review things, and she wants to give everything one star or four stars. And so she's like, this place gets one star. But then after she got some food in her, she wasn't hangry anymore. She's like, okay, mom, this place is four stars. So I'm glad she was appeased. We appeased the monster. But then... Yesterday. Yes. Yesterday. Just. Just yesterday. I was asking her to put on pants. Okay. And she was having trouble because she couldn't find pants that fit her. They're either too short or they're too big at the waist. We all have bad clothing days, so I get it. So I was like, pick some pants, any pants. I don't care what they are and put them on your body. And then she got so mad at me. She was standing on the stairs and she threw her clothes at me and she's like, I hate this house <laughs> and then i was like uh, i hate my life <laughs> and she's like, i hate you <laughs> oh yeah the trifecta <laughs> yeah it's great so she hates her house she hates her life she hates me it's great <laughs> and it's seven in the morning yeah well it's not even seven because it's between six thirty and 7 because she gets on the bus at 705 yeah yeah and she's already just hating life and everyone in general i'm like well i feel sorry for your teacher today <laughs> but today she gave me hugs and said she loved me so much and that she was sorry for being so mean to me yesterday so Aww. there's hope there's, there's, hope a, yet. there's a little hope. There's a little hope, but man, that I hate your life. My I hate this house. I hate my life. I hate you. Was really tough to deal with. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Hi there, Matt Howe, introducing you to Purple Hippo Ads, local digital advertising. 
Let's say you want more qualified customers, clients, and donors in your sales funnel. We create display and text ads targeted to attract those visitors to a landing page with specific information and an intake form for them to contact you. We manage, tweak, and adjust the campaign to optimize every click and gain more conversions. Purple Hippo ads are perfect for discounts, offers, email opt-ins, events, introducing new products or services, increasing donations, or finding qualified job applicants. Interested? Great. Just fill out the contact form on purplehippoads.com and let's talk. Our premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com. Today, we are talking about an upcoming coffee talk they're having on November 5th. It's called Person-Centered Motivation, presented by Jake Gamble of Leadership Support Services. So what are we going to learn at this coffee talk? They're going to learn about how to motivate different types of employees and ignite workplace enthusiasm, motivation, and engagement. Create a person-centered relationship with your employees that will help create positive workplace environment where employees demonstrate emotional traits like empathy, enthusiasm, motivation, and resilience. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Our guest today is Laura Lee Heights with Stratifies Consulting. Welcome to the farmhouse. Thank you. This is great. It is super cute in here. Well, thank you. I really like it. We try. They can't see it, but (laughs) I think it's super cute. But in your minds, imagine a very cute office. 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 Yeah. I love the logo up there and the bright green. Yeah, very nice. It used to, when we first moved in, it was gray, and I was like, "That's boring. I don't like that." And so we painted it the lime green, which is great. Except for now, when we try to take pictures in front of it, it looks like a green screen. Oh yeah. So it looks a little too <laughs> fake. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. In fact, our employees, when we went to Disney World, they used this as a green That's screen. Funny. They photoshopped themselves with Mickey Mouse ears on like Main Street USA, and yeah. like, and they posted it on social media. And some of our clients were like, "Wow, Matt and Angie are so nice. They took." everybody to disney <laughs> and we're like no, no, no. they're yeah. they're they're having fun while while we're away so it was good that is very creative yeah. i mean so, occasionally we get creative here at farmhouse creative not all the time just sometimes well tell me about your company and the name stratavise consulting it's kind of funny about the name so um i've known many 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 years i was going to go into consulting it was uh it happened in 2002 and i was talking to somebody And they mentioned consulting, and I was like, what the heck is that? And they told me, and I just knew right then and there that that's what I would do. Fast forward many, many years, 2015, I'm sitting at at a table. I'm talking to my husband. I'm driving him nuts um, about, you know, I've got to name this company. Mm -hmm. And he's like, exactly what do you do? What do you do in two words? And I said, well, I advise people on strategy. He goes, okay, strategy advisors. Stratavise. There you go. Um, that's the end. Uh, I've done my part. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Stratavise. Got it. Done. Done. Awesome. And that was it. Um, ah. And he will fully take credit for it every chance he gets. I like that. I like it when people, like, some people will, like, stew over their name of their company for months. And as we do branding, so we yeah. go through that process and it takes forever. Um, so I like it when people, like, I made it's in my head. I made up my mind. This is what we're doing. And I had really boring names, mm-hmm. and he just said Stratavise, and I was like, 
Okay. One less decision. Excellent. So what do you do? I focus on three things. I focus on leadership development, team development, strategy. And I think of it like a three-leg stool. You can have a great strategy, but if you don't have people that can execute it, it really doesn't matter. If you have teams, but they're dysfunctional because their leaders can't lead them, the strategy's great, but it's not going to get executed. So I feel that the three of them are very, very interconnected. And if you worked on one without the other, it really wouldn't make sense. And how long have you been doing that? I side hustled for a number of years Mm -hmm. while I worked in corporate America and um, probably close to eight years. And then I went completely on my own and did that relationship a year and a half ago. All right. Without using any names, can you give us any success stories of uh, people you've helped and where they were and where they are now? I think about just in my tenure of time, some of my favorites is that we'll get a call because they assume it's a marketing problem. Mm -hmm. We get it all the time. Oh, I need to just, I need to improve marketing. Mm -hmm. And when we get in there, it's not about marketing. 90% of the time, it's lack of true value proposition. So really having a differentiator, which is strategy at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. One of our clients um, came in and asked us to focus on strategy and, I mean, marketing. And we came in, they were like, I think this is more of a value proposition problem. We were able to clearly define how they are different. And then we were able to develop that into a go-to-market strategy from a marketing side. But that's not really the, the, the winner there. The winner was on the culture side. So helping them move through the process of adopting a very different culture. Mm-hmm. So the team members had to change. The way that they did their work changed. The way they interacted changed. And I think that, yes, the marketing at the end of it was awesome and a huge success, but it was the stuff that happened internally with their team members that mm-hmm. I think is where the real impact. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, that's one example. I can give you some more, but that's my favorite. From leaders to strategy to teamwork to culture work. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably my favorite. Awesome. No problem. No, I think that's great. Tell me a little bit about yourself, though. Where are you from and, and all that? I'm from Richmond, Richmond, okay. Indiana. Yeah, okay. Born and raised, but I have attempted to move away three times. <laughs> but you keep coming back. I do. It's like a bad penny. Right? Yeah. So, so I moved to Maryland. I took a consulting job and I was so excited, packed up, moved to the East Coast, right outside of DC. It was awesome. Um, I had to return back. Okay. So, okay. Second time I moved to the other end of the United States and I moved to Seattle, went to work with a big consulting firm in a, in a software company. And it was awesome. So I was clear on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And then I had to return. So, okay, fine. So the third time, let's not go east or west, let's go south. Okay. And we moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was great. I had to return back. So again, <laughs> I moved back and I'm like, my gosh. So I felt like maybe the universe was like, this is where you're supposed to be for mm-hmm. this point in your life. Please stop trying to move. <laughs> So I've just accepted that this is where I'm at. Okay. And right now, while my children are here right now doing this, then this is where I'm supposed to be. And I've just, I've relented and gave up. Well, I love that Richmond uh, Depot district down uh-huh. there. I've been to the fourth floor blues club. Yes. Multiple times DJing and things like that. I'm he, a wedding he DJ. He does a lot so. of weddings. Weddings. Oh, we do wedding okay. DJs. And totally makes sense. Proms yeah. and high school dances. Yeah, I did the union that. prom up there. That's we true. shook the floor. A few it was years, amazing. Several years ago. Yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool, though. 
Yeah. The Depot District is a nice kind of comeback story that happened with the owners there. And so they didn't wait for somebody to save them. Mm -hmm. They chose to save themselves. And Mm -hmm. I look at it like just a really great comeback story by the people and Mm -hmm. not by the city or the government or somebody else coming to save you. It was like, we're going to save ourselves and this is how we're going to do it. And it happened very organically. And I think it's, it's a great story, great story to tell. So where, whereabouts in Richmond do you live? I live actually out by Cambridge city. So um, we bought, um, we bought renovated houses for, I don't know how many years, a long time. And um, this is me and my husband telling you, I'm, I think it's great that you two work together because it's <laughs> not happening at our house. So we get up um, one morning and we had moved back from Nashville. We get up and, and I said, you know, there's this house at an auction, um, this brick house. I want to go look at this auction. And my husband said, why, why we're not going to buy it? And it was like right then and there, I'm like, oh, oh yes, we are. are. <laughs> Just because you told me no. Oh, I yes. feel you. I'm so, the same way. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. I'm like, you threw down the gauntlet. Yeah. It is on. Now it's on. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so um, we actually ended up bidding on the property and um, ended up getting it. We've been renovating it for several years and it'll go up for sale and we'll buy something else because that's what we do. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's fun. He should have never have told me that I wasn't going to bid on that house. Exactly. Because now we're there. Because now you're there. The joke's on you, Michael. <laughs> the joke is on you. Well, other than... Uh, property investment, things like that. What else do you like to do for fun? You know, that was in that questionnaire. Mm -hmm. And I really struggled with what do I do for fun? I don't do fun really well. I, I really don't. Isn't that that's sad? No, I. We're the we, same way. We, we like to of, work. We like to work. is fun for us. But like when you do what you love, like you like the you like doing it. Yeah, I that's that is very much my attitude. I get enjoyment from doing the work that I do, so I don't have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm and people think I'm an extrovert, and I'm really more of an introvert. Mm-hmm. I enjoy being by myself. I like myself. I'm like, hey, she's pretty cool. We'll just hang out with her. And so I don't have a problem with that. And I like to travel though. And I I had to reflect back and think, I've traveled for so long. I did it before it was cool to do, mm-hmm. before Instagram, before people did stupid things like get on the edge and like t- try to take their selfie and then end up Fall falling off. off. <laughs> like, so if there is something that I do and I'm truly passionate about is is traveling and leave no trace. Like really respect the culture that you're, you know, wherever you go, respect mm-hmm. that culture, respect their property, respect their land, mm-hmm. you know, don't leave the trash and all of that kind of stuff. And don't take stupid selfies. Like it, we just don't need to let everybody know every secret. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't take a lot of selfies when traveling. Okay. Now, of course, this leads into the next question. Where are some of the more interesting places you visited? Oh, we've been some pretty cool places. Um, I was in China. My son is in a flagship program and speaks fluent Chinese. Oh, wow. So we traveled to China two years ago. We were in Sydney, Australia back in March. Uh, we've been down to Costa Rica. We've been all over the United States. I'm down to just a handful of states I've not been to. We've been to Europe. We've been all over Europe in multiple places. Where's so. your favorite place you've been? My favorite place in all the places we've been mm-hmm. is Key West. As simple as that is, but it's truly my favorite place to go. It's very small. It Mm -hmm. still feels very beach town like Mm -hmm. where so many of the other beach towns now feel very tourist. And and so if I have to choose, I want to go to somewhere where it's really authentic and it's not 
overran by tourists. Well, tell me about these kids, both in college. I have a senior in college and a senior in high school. Okay. And, um, you know, I don't, how, how old are your children? We have a daughter together. She's five, just started kindergarten. But then we also have, Matt has three from a previous marriage. Okay. So they are. 25, 20, 15, 15 five. and five. Okay. So we've got them all across the board. <laughs> okay, so, all right. One's so in college right now. You will understand. You don't realize while they're little how short that time mm-hmm. is and that you should enjoy it. But you people tell you that. Right. They say, well, really enjoy that time. And you're like, yeah, but they're kind of annoying. They're driving me crazy. I had no idea until now that my children are older and my son is in college mm-hmm. and he's gone all the time. And then my daughter, and all of a sudden it's just me and my husband. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love you, but wow, this is very different. <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's just, I, I don't know, Matt, was that the experience? Because you have a younger child. Mm-hmm. Do you see that or enjoy that more? Because Much have- more now with yeah. Audia than the three had the had the benefit of. Yes. With her, I, I totally different eyes. Yeah. yeah, because you now can appreciate it differently. Not that yes. you didn't want to be a good dad then, right. but you're right. You see it from a much different perspective when you have, you know, a 20-year-old and you're like, oh my gosh, enjoying them at a different level of intensity mm-hmm. because you realize, oh my gosh, they will become teenagers and they won't like you. And then they won't like you. They no. won't want right. to talk to you at all. Exactly. <laughs> and then they leave for college and they don't want to come home and yeah. then you really, really miss them. So... I think it's great that you're you you're going to get bookends and you know how much more to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where I don't yeah. get a second chance. It's like, oh my god, this is it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of yeah. done. So. But then they turn into teenagers. They don't want to talk to you anymore. But eventually, they turn into their twenties and they're like, oh late late twenties. Yeah. Maybe Early you're not 30s. as dumb as I thought you were. I I understand that. I I get it. I travel a lot with my son. I so I text my son and I'm like, hey, when you go to China, I think I'll go for the first six months and I'll do some stuff in Southeast Asia. And he's like, okay, are you expecting me to go? And I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to go by myself. He's like, it's not that cool to be 22 traveling Hanging out with your mom. I'm like, it is cool because you have the coolest mom in the world and you will travel with her so she does not die. (laughs) (laughs) So it it is kind of, I'm I'm pretty sure that he's going to come back around. He'll come around. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's going to happen. So are you a night owl or a morning person? I am most definitely um, a morning person. I don't know how night owls function. I, I don't even know. I can't even relate. I'm pitiful in so many ways. Now it's almost winter, okay? Mm-hmm. Immediately, the electric blanket must come on. <laughs> so it's like I'm, all, I'm like counting down to electric blanket season because I know it will not totally annoy my husband to have it on in the winter. Where in the summer, when I'm freezing to death in the air conditioning and I turn it on, he's why are you turning on the electric blanket? Like it makes no sense to him. So I can easily be in bed and be very happy at 8.30. Okay. And it's kind of awkward in the summer because it's still It's still light out, yeah. But now it doesn't matter. It kind of feels like it's normal, right? Mm -hmm. So boom, 8.15, 8.30. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. I can't wait. I run in there to turn on my electric blanket. Get nice and toasty. Yes. Isn't that, I tell you, I am... I am pitiful in so many levels. Hey, that's that's okay. <laughs> are you are you night owls? I'm a morning person. She's the I'm the morning. afternoon I'm, worker. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I hit my stride at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm almost mentally done by done. <laughs> and Matt is too. He's like, I'm done Bye. at four. I'm, yeah, yeah. At four, Matt. it's like I'm I'm checked out. I'm yep. done. Nope. Getting ready for the next day. I don't know what 11 p.m. looks like. <laughs> that I, is not happening. I like the evening, and I like to just sit at home by myself. 
Matt's in bed. The kids are all in bed. And I just, I'm going to sit on this couch and enjoy the quiet all by myself. It's great. I love it. (laughs) I think the power of it is knowing when you are most creative Mm -hmm. and you've already identified Mm -hmm. it. You said, I'm creative in the morning and you're creative in the evening. I'm creative in the morning and I like to do my most creative work first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for people that are struggling with that, am I morning, am I evening? I say embrace it. If you're an early bird or a late owl, whatever, embrace it and find the time that you are most creative so that you bring your best self, right? To Mm -hmm. To whatever that you're working on. What's your most used emoji on your phone? I don't use emojis very often. It's okay. like, that's not true. You use emojis all the time. I said, prove it right now. Go to your phone. Of course, it's not very far. She pulls it out and she's like, Maybe you're right. <laughs> you really don't use a Oh, it was grandma that uses a lot of emojis. Yeah, not me. Here's the thing. I don't do anything mainstream. Okay. So anything that everybody else does. You're not I, doing it. I'm not doing it. Okay. Oh, you've already mentioned the selfie thing. You don't really I take don't selfies really do, or no. anything like that. No, so no emojis. All I do is take selfies. That's <laughs> I, I don't. I just don't know. Do you have yeah. a favorite band? This is really hard because all of them are so great. I don't know. I like Bad Company. I was at the Rolling Stones concert. A friend of mine took me. Nice. It was a nice surprise in New Jersey. I was traveling. Surprised me with these Rolling Stone tickets. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are officially my best friend Best friend ever. ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was great. My first concert that I could remember. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you all remember them or not, but Scorpions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, okay. <laughs> they were my first concert concert too because i saw monsters of rock back in 1988 they were on the ticket really yes okay where did you see them hoosier dome i saw them in cincinnati riverbend yep riverbend yep and my mom took me i was 12 and my sister was probably 15 well you had the cool mom then well she stayed outside in the car (laughs) oh okay she is cool yeah she's not coming in (laughs) she's super cool yeah to let you go by yourself (laughs) she she let us go in she parked Stayed outside the whole time, let me and my sister go in, take in Scorpions, and came back out. Yeah. So um, I, that was my first concert that I could remember, and classic rock has stuck with me forever. I could still jam out to Scorpions right now. That's pretty Wind cool. of Change comes on, it's over. <laughs> it's <laughs> it done. is on, right? Tears coming out. <laughs> my gosh. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you have a secret hidden talent that nobody knows about? No, I don't think I do. Um, and I'm like, I don't really have a hidden talent. My talent is I go on to maybe a Pinterest or something Mm -hmm. and I see the crafting things and I want to be a creative. I want to be crafty, but I'm not. And so I spend like a thousand (laughs) dollars trying to do it. And then I sit down and it's like just, it's like just all on the table. I'm like, what the heck am I even doing? (laughs) I am the same way. Like I am creative on some things and I get closet in one of our bedrooms is full of like half started craft projects. Oh, I'm not alone. (laughs) Her her big thing was needlepoint. She got on needlepoint. She'd sit there. And, I and do, do cross stitch. She hasn't finished but one, I think. I've finished two. Okay. And there's like three others that are in various states of non-finishedness. Like, We're talking years for now. For the two. Yeah, yeah. Zero judgment <laughs> for me because open my closet in my office. You want a piece of fabric? I've got it. I have no idea how to sew any of it. Um, I have made some things, but it's like I get it and I get really energized by the idea mm-hmm. of doing it. Not actually But the actual doing. execution, not no. so much. 
think and like no so i like the idea of crafting the idea of gardening no man i i totally understand you have to embrace who you are and i embrace being a starter and thank god i am married to a finisher <laughs> because we would literally be walking around with nothing but unfinished products give me a roller bag put me on an airplane i'm out you're good to go yeah i don't take care of any of that stuff so i have no hidden talent except for non-execution of crafting stuff so tell me something you failed at and what you've learned from it I think that a lot of entrepreneurs and when you start something you fail multiple times mm -hmm. right and so I failed at um, I had this retail business and I thought this is going to be great and I will never forget a friend of mine said what are you doing why are you starting this retail business mm -hmm. right? okay it was like um, environmentally friendly dog products very specific they were uh, they were really cool mm -hmm. it was all cool I loved it. my friends like this is not what you're supposed to be doing you're supposed to be in consulting like, mm -hmm. what are you doing but I gave it a ran run anyways like ah I, I just want to try this and it failed miserably I learned a lot from it so I, I think from an entrepreneur perspective, if we think about, again, embracing who we really are, right? Mm -hmm. So that when am I most creative? Embracing it, not trying to be something that I'm not. When I'm thinking about a business, like what is really pulling at me? And I knew in 2002 that this is what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I knew that and I pursued it endlessly all these years, every decision, every career decision I made lined up to be into consulting. I knew that that was my North Star mm -hmm. and I moved toward it. And every time I did something that didn't fit, that didn't align, it failed miserably. Right. And, and, the, and the dog products is just one example. I have other <laughs> things that I attempted to do. So when I get up and go to work now and I work with my clients, I love every moment of it because this is what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, Instead absolutely. of trying to be something that I'm not, I think it's like find what you're supposed to do and run it down and not be afraid because the fear, it was okay to fail in retail because mm -hmm. I knew I really wasn't passionate about it and I could like schlup it off as like, eh, I tried, you know, right. whatever. But doing what I do now failure is so much more of a fear. Like to fail at that now would be, is so much more painful right because I truly love doing it does mm -hmm. that make sense absolutely yep. yeah it, do you find because it's like part of who you are now and yes like then I don't want to fail as like a person right exactly <laughs> as a human <laughs> like this is what I'm supposed to do and now I'm now you're telling me I'm terrible at it yeah like I cannot accept the idea of being terrible at something that I love so much mm -hmm. does that make sense yep well thank you so much for being our guest today really appreciate it oh I loved being here this is great this is a nice conversation I loved it it made it easy to awesome. do so thanks for stopping by the farmhouse thank you for having me bye We're also sponsored by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more at LuckyTats.com. So for the next few weeks, we're going to do some FAQs, some frequently asked questions. Some facts. Some fa facts. Facts. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, some FAQs. So the first Q that we have today is, yes. do I need an appointment? I'm sure you do. Well, yes, they would prefer appointments, especially if you're going to do a tattoo, you want to make sure you get it done right. So you're going to want to book a consultation. You bring in your ideas. Um, they kind of give you their ideas. You kind of work back and forth to get the design that you really want and that, that will be on your body forever. So um, you so can call. I can you can call. You can do that on the website, uh, luckytats.com. You can schedule that. They do accept walk-ins if the schedule permits um, and for like piercings and things like that that's probably different than like a tattoo but really pick up the phone pick up the or phone, fill out the form fill out on the, the website form. 
plan it ahead uh, so you can really devote the time that it's going to take to get something that's going to look good on your body forever. Find out more at LuckyTats.com. You know, back in the day, Jeff Foxworthy was a big time comedian mm-hmm. and he came up with, uh, you might be a redneck if. Right. You remember that, right? I do remember that. Now you've got a, uh, something for us. Today. I have a take on that, which I mean, I'm sure I got it from BuzzFeed or somewhere. I don't remember. But so it's, you might be a Hoosier if. Okay. So you might be a Hoosier if it's called pop, not soda. It's not called soda. No, it's no. pop. Well, yeah, pop, not soda. Yes. Yes. Now, if you go to Texas, where I used to live, we would call everything's a Coke. The waitress comes to your table. What, what kind of Coke want? do you want? Really? And, yeah. And you'd be like. I want a mellow yellow? What? Or Dr. Pepper. Or Dr. Pepper was big. But she'd ask you that. Yeah. It's like. What if kind everything, of Coke yeah, do you want? Give me a Coke. What kind? Okay. <laughs> so everything was called Coke. Uh, out in the West, it was soda or whatever. And I used to call it pop. And they used, everybody used to make fun of me. So. Because <laughs> that's obvious. It's but pop here in here. the Hoosier State. Yeah. We, we call it a pop. We call it pop. A padiddle. Perdiddle? Well, you pediddle? call it perdiddle. I call it puddiddle. Okay, that's where you I have I think those one are regional out. differences, yes. <laughs> yeah, the farmland dialect. The farmlands call three, it. Three miles north. <laughs> call it perdiddle, but in Ellick, we call it puddiddle. Puddiddle. Okay, yeah. so one headlight's one out. One headlight's out. And do you punch the person? No, you punch the ceiling, don't we, you? We punch the person. That's slug arm. bug. It's kind of like a slug bug, but it's perdiddle, too. Pop. Oh, no, perdiddle, pop, ceiling. Ceiling, okay. Yeah. You might be a Hoosier if... Your school has a tractor day. Drive your tractor to school day. You know, mine did. Uh, did yours? I think so. Don't I did that. not drive my tractor. I was not a big enough farmer to admit that I was a farm, farm kid, kid or whatever. Well, I was a senior in high school to drive my tractor in. But uh, You were too cool for that. Oh, yeah. But all the neighbor kids. Did your brother did. do it? You know, I can't remember tractor if he day? did. He might. Uh, I mean, he I seems don't... like somebody who might do that. Yeah. When Zuzu gets in high school, we'll see if she borrows Papa's tractor and drives it in. There you go. If it... If it still runs, then who knows? (laughs) You might be a Hoosier if you know how to play euchre. Yes, definitely. Do you know how to play euchre? Yes, I do. I used to know. Not well. I just know how to play. I think I used to know in high school, we played euchre like in like class when there wasn't anything to do or whatever, which seems like we shouldn't be doing that in school, but we did. Anyway, so I used to know in high school, but I think I forgot. Mm. You might be a Hoosier if you go to the crick to catch frogs and crawdads. Definitely crawdads. I did that. Yeah. We still do that every summer. We go to the Howl. August birthdays, and yeah, you guys all go to the creek. Do you call it creek or creek? I call it a creek. I always have. Now, creek, that, that's more southern Indian. No, I used to call it creek, but I think my really? neighbor who taught it to me, she did Was she from southern Indian? I don't think so, but she talked kind of, <laughs> she talked kind of funny, and she had weird words, so I think I learned it from her. Creek or creek. Yes. Yes. Creek. I call it a creek. Your local dairy queen is closed from September through May. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, the ones here in Muncie, I, they're, they're... Well, they're all enclosed now. I think yeah, they're... they're but yeah, they're enclosed. But they're for... Well, you've got the Dairy Dream. You've got uh, Jerry's. Oh, you've yeah. You've got these small... Doherty's. Uh, mom and pop uh, ice cream stands. Yeah, they, they close down in October. Don't open until the spring. You might be a Hoosier if storm warning sirens, like tornado sirens, mm-hmm. don't phase you anymore. You just go outside to look. Yeah, you look at the sky. Eh, does it look bad enough? I hear some sirens. Let's go outside and check it out. Wonder why that siren's going off. Think there's a fire? (laughs) (laughs) You might be a Hoosier if green peppers. If you call them mangoes, mangoes, you're definitely from Indiana. I don't know where that came from. My dad still calls them mangoes. Yeah. And we all know what a mango is now. We've eaten it. But I think back in the 70s, they did not know what a mango was. So they called 
green and red peppers. Yeah, bell peppers. Bell peppers. Mangoes. Those are mangoes. I know. And my dad, when he would call in our pizza order, he'd be like, I want a whatever pizza with no mangoes. And they're like, got it. I know what that <laughs> is. <laughs> mangoes are fruit. I know. You might be a Hoosier if there's nothing better than an Indiana sunset. Oh, I, I've taken my fair share of I'm, photos of Yes, them. you have. Beautiful. Sunsets and sunrises. Nothing be- more beautiful. I know. Nice. Yeah. That's our list. That's our list. That's it. That's all we got. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Our premier sponsor today was the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at schaeferleadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Check them out at luckytats.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss. boss.